Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Let's talk right now with Chase Kitty from the Lion's Edge podcast. Chase, how have you been, man, especially with college hoops wrapping up? We do got the NBA and Major League Baseball going. I'm good, man. I, uh, I do shed a tear every once in a while for uh, the lack of college basketball in my life. But uh, overall, I mean, yeah, we're, we're capping some baseball, we're capping some NBA playoffs, and we're ready to go. What is the most surprising thing, Chase, that has happened so far in the NBA playoffs that you didn't expect in terms of just like how these teams are matching up? Uh, I think probably the Bulls-Bucks series, I, I, and some of it comes down to just like really hot shooting and some positive regression that I think we're going to see from the Bucks. But I, I totally expected that series to be a walkover. I, I was looking at you know Bucks to sweep series lines and all kinds of crazy stuff. Just didn't really expect it to be competitive at all, given a myriad of factors. How how good the Bucks have been, how good the matchup is for them, how bad the Bulls were after the All Star break. And the fact that the Bucks have really played down to their level these first two games, there's an argument to be made that the Bulls should be up to uh, right now with the series going back to Chicago. So it's just kind of surprising how close that series has been. I'm still buying Milwaukee, and I've got all sorts of numbers about the price and why it's a great buy-low spot. But I thought that series was going to be totally non-competitive. The fact that it's at all in doubt right now is pretty surprising to me. Let's talk about another series where I feel like, you know, nobody saw this coming, but the Pelicans steal a game from the Suns. I mean, reason being because Devin Booker goes down early in that game. He already had 30 points in the third quarter when he gets injured. Any chance, who do you give a better shot of? I asked this to Coach Patsos earlier. Do you give the Pelicans a shot to actually knock off the Suns in a seven-game series or the Bulls over the Bucks, or neither? Both teams are just too deep that you're just going to go with the favorites, even with the injuries. I mean, I'm definitely going with the favorites, but – if, if I'm picking one, if I have to pick one that I think has a shot, I think it's the Pelicans because, you know, when you're talking about a major injury like Devin Booker, I, I know the Bucks are going to be without Chris Middleton. That came down a couple of hours ago. But Chris Middleton isn't the primary scorer for his team. And, and Devin Booker, I, I think you would say he is. So I, the way the Pelicans are playing, I was talking about how bad the Bulls have been after the All-Star break. The Pelicans have been a pretty good team after the All-Star break. They're playing with confidence right now. I don't know what is going on with the Zion stuff. Nobody really seems to know. But I do think there is something to the idea that, hey, this guy's supposedly, you know, if you're in that locker room, this Zion guy's supposed to be the guy who's the best player on this team. We're competitive. We're tied with, with the reigning Western Conference Finals champions. The series coming back here one-to-one. We don't need this guy. Like, we, we, can, we can get there. We can get – to four wins without him. So I, I do think they've got some some mental aspects to the game that are on their side. I think the Devin Booker injury is big. I think there's plenty of reasons to still bet Phoenix, starting with the team total in game three tomorrow night. But it, it, it does feel like the Pelicans are playing with a little bit of house money in a good way. 
and I would I would say that there are going to be more openings to bet than before that series. Uh, Chase, I wanted to pick your brain on the Boston-Brooklyn series because yesterday, you know, a bunch of people were talking about jumping on the Nets plus 180, and I said, why wouldn't you just wait until Game 3 because Game 2 obviously was in Boston, so if Boston steals it, you're going to get a much better price, which you do. The Nets are right now plus 260 to win the series going back to Brooklyn. They get Ben Simmons back. I don't know what that does because he hasn't played basketball in a year. But Boston minus 350 in this series. Is it worth taking a shot with the Nets as I have this up right now, ready to fire away, or is Boston winning that series? I've been high on Boston all season long. I have been looking around for a media member in the gambling space that is as pro-Boston in this series as I am, and I can't find one. Uh, we we did our big NBA first-round preview on, on our podcast, Andrew Dowdy and I, The Lion's Edge, and I was saying not only am I on the Celtics at the minus 140, or if you got on early at the even money, like I, I'm, I'm looking at series lines. I'm willing to lay games with the Celtics because I thought it was so uneven and that just the groundswell of support for the Nets in the marketplace had, had totally made this price go way out of whack. So I, I, like, I laid a, a game and a half on the series price to get the Celtics at plus 140. I don't have any belief in the Nets. I, I think I don't even think the Celtics have played that well. When you look at yeah. what they've gotten from Tatum, who's been average, from Brown, who I think for large spurts has been just outright not very good at all, it, and yet they're up 2-0. Now, I think Nets supporters will come back and say, hey, Durant, 0 for 10 in the second half the other day. Like, this is, this is such a buy-low spot. And, and there's an economic argument to make there. I just don't think this series is set up for the Nets to win. They, they don't have the support. Like the irony of the Brooklyn-Philadelphia trade earlier this year is that, yeah, they both got rid of toxic assets that were kind of distractions on the team and, and weren't contributing in a positive way. But at the same time, they hampered the rosters that were left remaining. So I don't know that the Sets the, the Nets can get enough contributions from the from the other players not named Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. You waste a magnificent Irving game in Game One because you you know you blow a four point lead with 35 seconds left or whatever that was. I just don't see this set up as a series that the Nets can win. They need more than two guys. Seth Curry's not 100. percent It's just it's not all there for me. And so I would be looking. I mean, I'm already way exposed on the Celtics at this point, so I, I don't. I don't know how much I'm going to load up on a game three position because I already have so much money invested in the series. But if you're coming to this with no position at all, I would be looking to bet the Celtics pretty much every game, all other things being equal. Like I'm willing to consider game to game factors and maybe change out that position. But in general, I'm looking to bet the Celtics. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let me ask you this about that point, because you said you've talked to media members that, you know, not only cover the sport itself, but think about the sport from a betting point of view, right? When you hear, you know, you've got a you've got a very sound basketball perspective. And this is the perspective that Ryan and I discussed about the Celtics as well, which yeah. is like when you look at the matchups, you know, the Nets 
just don't look good. And as the time goes by, you know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are just going to be playing more and more minutes, and then their tank is going to be more and more empty in the following game, which is just a better spot for Boston as this series goes longer and longer, right? But how do you when – you're, when you're the minority of these things – and the majority is saying, well, they're just the Nets. Like, what's your what's your mindset to to just hang tough through when you're the, you know, 10% uh, that's thinking the complete opposite of everyone else? Well, I think usually when I'm in the 10%, like when I'm in the minority, I like that. I, I mean, if, if most of handicapping is prejudiced or, or predicated on the fact that the public loses money and sharps win money. Yeah. I love to hear that I'm in the minority. I got over that a long time ago. You, you don't win money long-term by doing what everybody else does yeah. or else everybody else will be winning money. So I, I, I kind of look around like when I have these conversations with myself of, am I crazy for thinking this way? I mean, I have to check myself because every once in a while I am crazy and I am way out on a limb that I shouldn't be. Uh, I'm thinking like Ole Miss national champion odds last season. Like huh. That was a little crazy. But, I mean, more often than not, I, I think I'm seeing something or tapping into something that where I'm a little ahead of the market, and that's where you can make big money. And, and that's, that's completely how I felt about this Celtics thing. I mean, the, the fact that the Nets opened in a lot of books as the favorite, as a seven seed with two primary scorers and not a lot of depth behind that, it's just really, really surprising. And you know, I'm, I'm happy to lean into those things. That's what I've learned more and more as a professional handicapper is that you want to lean into these ideas where it feels like everybody else is, is wrong about something because a lot of times that's where you're going to make the big money. The Heat have a 2-0 series lead against the Hawks, and they've blown them out in both games. And right now, Trey Young doesn't look very good. He's getting strapped up by Jimmy Butler. The Heat only one-and-a-half-point favorites tomorrow. Any thoughts on tomorrow night's game? And then just the Heat just in general, because we just got done breaking How down Boston. Yeah, I think that that's a team. They're the number one seed in the East, and they're just nobody's really talking about them. We're talking about the Bucks. We're talking about Boston. We're t- well, way too much talk about Brooklyn and KD and Kyrie. Nobody's talking about the Heat, man. Well, on the series stuff, you're absolutely right. Like that was one of the things I earmarked. I didn't ultimately bet it, but I earmarked it before the playoffs started. Hey, we're talking about Milwaukee. We're talking a little bit about the Sixers. We're talking about Boston and Brooklyn. Miami is the number one seed, and they went to the finals two years ago. And for them to be that underpriced in the marketplace was an opportunity. Now, the downside to this is I felt the exact same way about the Titans in the playoff just a couple of months ago, and that went absolutely down in flames. So it doesn't always work out that way. Just because you're the number one seed and you're not priced to the market correctly doesn't mean you know, you're, you're getting in on the bottom of some amazing stock. That said, it did feel like path-wise, Miami was going to have a really easy walk to the second round. You know, maybe they play a competitive series. You have them as an Eastern Conference uh, winner ticket. They get to the finals, and then you have a strong hedge position. That was my cap on how to deal with the Heat. I think a lot of that is still true because, I mean, the Hawks are not going to win this series. They're down 2-0. They're a nine seed. They're playing the one seed it's not going to work out for them. Miami is going to win this series. I think we all probably understand that. That said, I mean, we are at the interesting part of this first round because we're getting to a lot of game threes where the series goes back to the other city. And not all these series are going to be sweeps, right? I think Atlanta is going to get a game, and there's a pretty good case to be made that game three is going to be a game that goes the Hawks' way. Miami opens game three as a three-point favorite. It's already down to one and a half at BetMGM. 
73% of the tickets are on Miami, but it's still gone a point and a half toward Atlanta. So you've got big reverse line movement there. I, it just feels like Atlanta's due when you look at how game two went. Like, forget about game one. Scheduled loss. Atlanta played, what is it? They played Wednesday night. They played Friday night on the road. And then they've got to play Sunday night in Miami. Forget about it. That's just a scheduled loss. Game two, Miami wins. Butler had what, 45 points? Yeah. yeah. He shot 60% from the field. The team shot 25 of 29 from the free throw line. So not only do you get 33 free throws, but you shot 86% on them. It, I, what, uh, I mean, it's just so many. Atlanta shot like 30% on three. It's, there's so much regression there, potential for regression, both positive regression for Atlanta and then negative regression for Miami. Add in the sharp money and the pro action and the way the line is moving, and I do think Atlanta would be a good position for Friday night. I would be looking to bet against the Heat on Friday. Talking about a team, uh, Chase, that everybody's on, uh, even though they haven't looked good through a lot of stretches this season, but they have two good games against a very undermanned Denver team, and all of a sudden people want to take them you know, to win it all. What's your thoughts on Golden State? Uh, how this series plays out? Could it be a sweep, and how far can they go? So I bet uh, I, I took a Golden State to win the West ticket at plus 240 a couple of days ago. It was right before the Devin Booker injury. I was looking at it more as a hedge off spot, like, hey, I'm going to get Golden State at a good price, and that's going to open me up to be able to bet Phoenix straight up when we get to the Western Conference Finals. Assuming that's the matchup, I've got both sides. I feel good about it. Now I feel even better about that ticket because it's, it's kind of a stronger option if something weird happens with Phoenix and the Booker stuff. But it's really hard to go against Golden State right now. All right, they, they've, they've finally got sort of their juice back. Everybody's healthy again. Everybody's working again. Jordan Poole has turned into this. I mean, I, I don't even know what to do with Jordan Poole in, in terms of how to talk about him. Uh, it's, it's totally crazy. And then on top of that, they're playing Denver, who's just not a good team. I, I mean, it, Jokic might win the MVP, but – they're not a good team. They're just not. And they have really no moves because of the roster that they're forced to play against. It's such a mismatch. It's so square, but Golden State, Denver tonight, if you're laying a short number with Golden State and Denver, I don't hate it It, as square as it is. And it's like 92% of the tickets are on Golden State in the spot. I don't care. I would lay it. This is maybe the sweepiest series that we have. And maybe Denver gets one game, figures out where to get one just because Jokic is that good. But it just it feels like they have no options to get back in this series. And, and I, would, I would be willing to lay maybe a unit or two on Golden State tonight, despite how square it is, despite how public it is. Chase, thanks so much, man. We'll have to have you on again soon. Good luck tonight. Thanks, Chase. Thanks, thanks guys.